Hi everybody and welcome to the first ever Tom Williams podcast. Thanks for joining us. So, just to explain what the hell is going on here, what I want to do with this podcast is over the next three months until this new album comes out, I want to expand on the amazing cast of people that made the record, the band, the producer, the mixer, the engineer, the masterer, the artwork designer, the video makers, all that kind of stuff. But I also want to open the door on a huge other part of my life, which is teaching. Um, And a lot of the teaching I do is of songwriting. So I will be introducing you to some of the amazing characters and songwriters the young people that I teach, um, interviews with them, sessions, and I'd also love to, in the future, interview fellow musicians and fellow writers and do an interview and session type thing too. So, that's that. Briefly, before we start, I also need to quickly recap on what's been a fairly hectic week. On Monday, we had the first play of the new single, Early Morning Rain. On Tuesday, we announced that the album was up for pre-order. The album's called What Did You Want To Be? And it'll be out late March. You can pre-order that now at tomwilliamsmusic.net. Come on. And on Wednesday, I got so ill that I had to cancel and then reschedule our November tour. So that was exciting. Um... (laughs) (coughs) Oh, God. Sorry, just a little. Uh, Then what happened? Uh, Friday, we released the new video for Early Morning Rain, which is what this whole podcast is about, really. Um, Saturday morning, Dermot O'Leary played it on Radio 2, um, which just capped off an amazing week of, of radio play on Six Music and Radio X and Radio Kent, and it was just... It's been such a good week and such a bad week, and, um, yeah, it's been a bit mad, really. Um any and all of that stuff um there's a whole lot of new tour dates as well including a massive london show at the scala in may tomwilliamsmusic.net is everything that you could possibly need so go there after listening to this podcast so episode one this podcast is going to be about the early morning rain video we have two characters who are absolutely essential to this video we have abby brandon first of all who is the director um, of the video uh, for long term followers uh, made you sound like disciples there uh, fans, people for long term humans um, Abby also directed the all day video hurricane video and Caroline video for Tom Williams and the boat um, and she also did the video for In the Snow I think on the new guitar new house album that Sarah and I did together so Abby is super talented and the other major major part of the video if not the whole video is Chad Taylor Chad is a hip-hop dancer from Manchester who following a glittering career for doing everything from the Royal Variety performance to the X Factor live final dancing with Sade and all kinds of amazing people um, he was sectioned he's been sectioned twice for psychosis and clinical depression Um, This led to a turning point in his work life and he made a series of works about his struggle with mental health. So the song Early Morning Rain is primarily about mental health. So to have Chad interpret those lyrics with his artistry and his choreography and dancing um, is really uh, pretty amazing stuff. So if you haven't seen the video already, definitely go and look at that. Um, and then this podcast will be um, a chat with Chad. But first up, we've got Abby Brandon. So please, a big round of applause for Abby Brandon. 
All right, Abby, this is your first question. You ready? I'm ready. How many videos have you made f- for me? Oh, wow. That's like a pop quiz. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> and question. bonus points if you can name them as well. Oh, right. Okay. So the first one was Hurricane. Yes. That was one. That was filmed uh, in our flat in Hastings. In the dark, in your living room. And while we were filming it, we got an eviction notice. Oh, gosh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But not because of the noise, but because um, we'd asked the electricity to be checked because it was sparking in the dark, and they finally came around and checked it, and they went, oh, yeah, it's totally unsafe. So you um, were supposed to move out. But you didn't move out. You, oh, you are in a different place, though. Yeah, no, I think we've yeah. lived in about three different places since then. Right, OK. But that was, that was an early journey. start, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. That was yeah. hectic, but fun. They're always fun, but hectic. Yeah, exactly. Um, second one? Second one, then, was All Day. Yes. Yeah? Correct. Good. I feel like I need a sound effect. I'm passing. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's totally the wrong sound effect. <laughs> I think more of like a ding. Ding. There yeah. you go. Um, yeah, that one, which was Dancing Mechanic in the Street, which was really fun. Um, third one was In the Snow. No, you missed one. Have I missed one? Yeah, Caroline. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, they all blend into one, Abby. Yeah. <laughs> so Caroline was in a studio, wasn't it? And we yeah. had to do acting, which was a big mistake. Yeah, but it was fun. I, it was I fun. I really enjoyed yeah. that one, actually. It was really fun. Uh, yeah, there you go. Then the next one was uh, In the Snow. In Hastings. Yeah. Which in was the cold. Walking in the cold, but that was good. And then yeah. this one. Yeah. So... Briefly, briefly rewinding, because your your website is quite enigmatic and minimalist. Do you do you make music videos all the time, or do you do what do you do, what do you do if you don't do music videos all the time? I do not. When I'm not doing music videos, I'm doing more advertising e stuff. Um, so, not big commercials which are on TV, but I'll I'll make stuff for brands, um, usually via. Well, via production companies, via agencies, like creative agencies, um, which is, you know, I, I, it's nice to make films. I like making films and being able to make a living, so that's nice, but it's much nicer to dip out every now and then and do something fun like a music video where it just feels a bit more nourishing to the soul. Yeah, um, absolutely. That's the yeah. sound effect that we needed for our quiz. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I just need people to text me at the right time. Yeah, exactly. So um, how, lo- how long have you been doing that then? Um, I've been... Uh, I say, So I've been working in the area and wanting to uh, be a director for a long time, since I was about 18, which is... God, my maths. Quite Don't a long count. Time, Don't over count. Over a decade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then... But I was kind of running and doing stuff like that. So actually directing, I guess it's been about four, five years now. Um, Or, uh, yeah, something like that. And in terms of this video, I went up to go and see Chad two weeks ago. And we got up there with literally two minutes to spare, parked up, ran sweaty and frankly overdressed into this dance studio in Manchester where he works. And... um, and chatted with him. But it, at that point, we hadn't seen any cuts or anything of the video. So it was so weird, like, discussing uh, the whole thing. 
Yeah, it must have been weird. But we talked about the process of, um, you know, the theme of the lyrics and and the original idea of wanting to do sort of almost a, a small documentary type film, you know, that would last the length of the song where we maybe explore three or four different characters. Um, and then we found Chad and he was so perfect. And I remember your email like, I just think we should focus on Chad. <laughs> Let's make it all about Chad. Yeah, um, he was he was so good. It was just, I don't know, it's just, he's... And actually, he got better and better because it just sounded really interesting because it was like, OK, well, here's a a guy who's got um, experiences with mental health difficulties, which was obviously part of the theme behind the music, mm. um, but also did something so beautifully visual that it was just perfect. Um, yeah. But actually, he got better and better because he's... I don't know if you found this, but I just found him quite inspiring in how... He's got this really beautiful childlike creativity, I found, and I I mean that in the as a huge compliment. Yeah. Not like not childlike in any bad way, um, in a really kind of pure. I don't care what you think. I'm doing this for me way. Well, two things struck me when we interviewed him. One in terms of his biography that he had, he only really started dancing when he was about I think 15 or so. Or it was quite late. Maybe it was 11 or 15. Um, but also in, in terms of talking about the video, he said, um, he said that it was largely improvised, which I just found like blew my mind. Although like I, of course he couldn't have choreographed a whole four minute thing within an inch of its life. But how, how was the, how did the day sort of pan out and how did you, was a lot of what became the dance, was that in the cut? Or was he quite consistent in how he repeated? So it was, it was really fun and really, really lovely process, actually, because he... So beforehand, um, I, I asked Chad to just do some work on just having some idea on just putting some ideas together in his studio and filming himself. And so he, he did work on some stuff, particularly the beginning. Because um, there were dance moves that correlated to lyrics weren't there like pray sometimes or yeah. fly or buzzing exactly. blood and yeah yeah exactly so he he did do a little bit of work but that was really to be honest with you he he said straight up like I would quite like to be free with this and, and improvise it a bit but from my side I was like love it I also <laughs> need to organize a suit a shoot and plan a video so uh, maybe if you can send me something I can work out a way to do it. So what we did was he sent me a video with of him kind of doing a, a few little bits. So I got an idea of the style. And then we had this lovely old um, house location. Um, so I planned how we would move through the space rather than necessarily exactly what he was going to do. Um, and then, fortunately, he was just brilliant when we got there, then workshopping stuff with us. And from that, what I did is I took... We had this lovely house location, so I planned how we would move through the space rather than specifically what Chad was doing within that. Um, and I had an idea of what kind of a dancer he was and, and what kind of things he had in mind. Um, and then what worked out really well is we had a really small crew. There was literally me, um, the, D, the DP Howard Mills, and Chad um, on the on the set and on the in the house in this dirty old abandoned house, um, 
And we workshopped everything while we were there. So we said, we shot it in order. Um, we said, Chad, this is, this is uh, this part of the house we're doing, the first verse. Um, and by the end of it, I want you to be there, for example. Yeah. Um, and then he would, he would, um, we'd play the song, that bit of the song a few times. He'd run through it. We'd feed back a bit and then I'd work with Howard as well and we'd say, okay, what if we, you know, it's, it's a, down to technical stuff, like it's a bit dark over there. So, Chad, like on that bit, can you turn around here? And yeah. together we workshopped it and it just worked really well. It worked really well because we were small, a small crew and nimble. It re- worked really well because everybody was having fun and Chad was kind of so up for it. Yeah, well, the video looks absolutely stunning. I think it's the, definitely the most beautiful thing that we've done and and it's um well you've done and um but also i think i think um it's so dynamic there's bits of of the shooting like the last scene where he's spinning in the room just before he falls to the floor for the final scene it almost feels like he's going to take your eye out or something you feel so close and so in it and then, but then there's those amazing sort of there's a, that wide shot on the landing just before that where he's really throwing himself into it and he's twisting and contorting, and at some point it almost looks like he's going to go into some break dancing thing, and then it becomes this weird, sort of angular, contorted, sort of tormented, sort of dervish. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. um, but it's it, it was it's t- totally incredible. And also, I said to him, no one dances at my gigs. <laughs> There's a lot of like chin stroking and um, middle-aged men. So it's just so lovely to see someone moving in any way. But also it's so weird that the only two videos that I've ever done with anyone dancing has been with you. Yeah, I do have a funny thing about dancing, but it's, it's, it's not, I don't know. I just think it's, it, it's, it's good. Nice, yeah, it's interesting. I yeah. just find dance really interesting and I'm not like an expert by a long, long shot. But it's it's nice it's a nice way to collaborate in a way because it's somebody taking what you've done in your work and interpreting it a certain way. Yeah. Obviously, like the the two styles of dancing we've done in a, in this compared to all day are exactly not quite the same. But <laughs> no. And Chad, please um, don't watch the dancing in all day. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, a little bit different. But I was really interested to see what Chad came up with because his roots are, are hip hop. Mm. Um, so it was, it was, it was really cool to see, you know, how he he took your music and. But I asked, I asked him that, and I said, "Have you ever danced to guitar music before?" And he said, "He has, and that actually it's not very difficult." And and there's, you know, there's no beat in ballet or or any of the other stuff that he's danced to before. So, um, but I just found it my 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 knowledge of dance is so. I'm so rudimentary. I, I assumed that dancing involved learning moves and I thought you were like, you in an orchestra, you know, you follow the music. Um, and it was just amazing to find out that it was improvisational and that he'd managed to establish this language for himself of self-expression because I can't dance <laughs> at all. And, you know, Sarah, my wife, is an amazing dancer and whenever we're in any, at any party or anything, I'm sort of <laughs> like shuffling <laughs> from one foot to the other and it's just, I come so envious that of someone that can just throw their body around and everything. And I, when, so when you first send the first couple of cuts through... 
you know, Sarah was just saying, he's amazing, he's amazing, oh my God, he's so amazing, so enigmatic, and he's got this yeah. weight to him, doesn't he? He totally is, he's really watchable, he's really like, and again, I think, well, I think that comes from the fact that he's just so uninhibited with his creativity, he's yeah. so like, uh, yeah, he, he really is dancing for himself. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was really nice to work with him. A big part of um, us picking him was a, a, th- a thing he did with the BBC. It was like a little featurette, wasn't it, on, I think, his piece, The Awakening. I think it, ha- it had clips from The Awakening, but it also had clips of um, a theatre show that he had done. But his, he, it was like a two-minute interview, and the language that he'd used and the way that he'd expressed his struggle with being sectioned and mental illness... Um, we thought was so great that originally we wanted to incorporate more of that into the video and have more of the spoken word bit. Um, how much did you, because there is him talking at the beginning of the video, how much did you record and was it a proper interview or how did that work? Yeah, so totally I we wanted there to be kind of a bit of depth to the video. So the idea was it was kind of a... Uh, a mix of documentary and music video. Um, so we shot, we f- we recorded a half hour interview with him. Oh, I wow. mean, I roughly we we properly interviewed him and we had a really good chat and he was great. Um, what happened was when it came to the edit, it felt like all you needed to know was that this is why he's dancing. Yes, that's all you needed to know, and then it gave the the rest of the film meaning yes and then it was just all about his expression and how he you know uses dance as a medium to express himself um and it just felt like putting you know we we did try um putting a little bit more of him talking in um in the middle and at the end but it just really didn't need it actually it just it said it all it's like And it almost broke the spell a little bit, didn't it? You'd have to duck the song really quite far out to get the vocal in. And you, he'd sort of, you'd be, you'd, you know, you, there's this amazing thing in terms of depth in the, in the video where there are these shots where he's, as I said before, it's quite wide. And then he'll sort of, there's almost this back and forth in terms of depth, distance in the, in the video that you, you do sort of get lulled into this, hypnotic sort of state and there was a cut that you sent where there was talking in the middle and it kind of broke that magic a little bit yeah he just didn't it just felt unnecessary and I guess you always look for simplicity don't you you just want to do the least necessary to have the maximum impact and it really just felt like it didn't need that it didn't need any more and yeah we'd shot everything purposefully kind of on quite wide lenses and got close to him and been dynamic in that way to draw you in um so and it worked really well yeah Yeah. so like you said you do you do get drawn in and kind of hypnotized by that by the camera work but mostly by chad um and what he's doing and yeah just it worked out really neatly i think so i'm kind of glad that in the end we were all on the same page that it just didn't need quite so much of the documentary side and the other thing is there's there's kind of pros and cons of watching films and making films for online but one of the big big pros is context and the fact that 
you don't have to always put everything in the film anymore. Um, so, you know, you can have this, for example, on, a, on some kind of blog or, or channel where there's some explanation underneath and, and you get context and you understand who Chad is, how, you know, y you came to work with him, what the message behind your music is. Um, which is actually really nice. And um, it's so different to it just flicking on a show, you know, coming through on MTV and then disappearing. If you thought about how we all watched videos 15 years ago, you know, actually, it'll people will first view it with this context and they'll share it with each other with the context as well. Like, you know how you sort of, you give people the elevator pitch on a piece of music that you really love, like, you got to listen to this album, he broke up with his girlfriend and he went and lived in a hut in the woods and he's like, oh, yeah. okay, you know what I mean? There's always like <laughs> it, a pitch. Exactly, it's totally like that and it's it's like when people share things on social media, yeah, you've got like, you know... Context. You've got your, you've got your little message above it saying this is about this or this means this and, yeah. you know, there's lots of cons about social media and lots of cons about filmmaking for online and things no one watching anything for more than you know <laughs> over five minutes and it's over it's game yeah. over but yeah. um that that's a really nice thing actually that context thing so uh, yeah so it just felt like we didn't we didn't need so much of chad talking it, it was fine to concentrate on the dance and did you have any inspiration in terms of the visuals of the video i think chad's film of the awakening was shot really beautifully and it had that um, and it had that kind of, uh, a lot of it was shot in a cityscape, wasn't it, in the middle of Manchester? Um, but had you, had you looked at those films and thought there's bits of that that really work with him? Or had you, had you already had in your head how it was all going to look? I, I don't know why, but I automatically did see it in a kind of empty house. Um, I, don't, I, I don't know, I mean, I can retrospectively say it's like some kind of metaphor, but the truth is I just like it just I kind of visualized it like that um and I definitely wanted it to not be too music video-y in some ways I didn't want to have loads of slow motion you know the most music videos if you've got someone dancing you know you're constantly cutting to like super slow motion there's cuts every few seconds yeah I, I really wanted to try and shoot this in like as as longer takes as we can and let Chad move within the frame rather than necessarily cutting all over the place. And that's how we shot it. We shot it like... the You might not know... I mean, people probably won't notice this, but it's largely like one long wide take where we're moving in and then you're cutting in with our second angle. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was the main thing, really, just not to mess with it too much, not I, to make it too choppy. Um, I think that gives it a believability as well. You know, it's like when you see acoustic videos online and it's if it's any more than one take, you break that believability. You think, oh, he's not actually doing it. You know, he's... But I think, I think that's what's so important, whether it's about, you know, he, he, the believability of his story or his character, but also... Th you know, everything that he's communicating in his dance is is that much pure and more potent because it's it's kind of naked, you know, without those cuts, it's kind of unflinching. Yeah, yeah totally. And again, yeah, that was definitely purposeful. It was like to, that was coming on from the documentary idea or the fact that we're making something real, even if it's not, you know, f 
turned out as particularly documentary-like. Um, it's still real, and most music videos aren't real. So there is a story behind it. So you're definitely um, part of, you know, keeping things longer and longer takes was to make sure people understood that this is real. This is a real guy who is really expressing this little story that we've told you at the beginning. Yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. Uh, it was, I think it's all the more magical for me because I wasn't there, and because yeah. I was in I was in Wales playing a festival, and um, but w I mean I'm absolutely blown away by it. It's it's so stunning, it's um it's incredible, and it's it's so nice. That it's going to be one of the first things that people see and hear from the record. Um, it's going to be great. Um, so thank you so much for doing it. Great. No, thanks for sending it my way. It was great. I really enjoyed it. And what's um, what have you got coming up apart from making a human baby? <laughs> right, a human. I'm glad it's a human baby. Isn't yeah. it? uh, it's already made. I don't well. want to jinx Very it. Very much yeah. made. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's that's going to be my life for the next few months, I imagine. I mean, I've never had a human baby or any other baby <laughs> before, but I reckon it's going to um, be pretty all-consuming. Yeah, for at least a few months, and then uh, after that, we'll see. I mean, I, I like, I love working and making films, so I'll definitely yeah. get get back at it when I, as soon as I can. Yeah, yeah. Um, within reason. <laughs> um, yeah. Abby, thank you so much. No worries. Massive thanks to Abby for doing that. Uh, she was about, as I said in the interview, she was about nine and a half months pregnant when we um, did that interview. So um, it's good to know that baby Louie has now been born and everything is fine, which is great. Next up, we have Chad. Now, I popped up to Manchester to chat to Chad and we were in this really cool dance studio and everything was great until I could not get my second microphone to work. So rather than leaving Chad, waiting and twiddling his thumbs I decided to go for broke and use my iPhone so I am sorry about the poor audio quality but Chad's audio is perfect because it's using a nice microphone but mine is not I sound like I'm stuck in a cupboard or down a sewer or something so um, apologies for that please excuse me and um, you know it's only my first yellow card so don't don't ditch me yet um, but this is an amazing chat Chad Chad is an amazing guy so enjoy this Chad Taylor Can you remember when you first started dancing seriously? Because on your website it says that you did Top of the Pops when you were 15. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, that's true. Can you remember when someone first told you you were good at dancing? Um, I was 11 years old. Right. So the first time I got told I was good at dancing was by my mum. Right. So I, cause I used to make up routines in my bedroom. And you were a Michael Jackson fan? Yeah, I was a Michael Jackson yeah. fan. Michael Jackson, Cisco, for sure. <laughs> Yeah. The thong song. Yeah, thong song. It's that. the legacy of the thong <laughs> song. Literally, I used to. It was. I used to listen to that album all the time. The album. Yeah. There was an album. There was. Yeah, Cisco had an album. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Didn't even know that. Yeah. That's insane. I guess Usher, his dancing was a big part of his thing, though, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. It was. There was um, we put, like the first festival that we played as a band about ten years ago, um, was in. Maidstone in Kent and Usher was playing 
Oh. And before he went on, he had clearly asked someone where he was. Yeah. And they said Maidstone. And so he went on, and this was like live on telly. He went, what's up, Manchester? <laughs> and everyone, boo. Oh, and then no. he looked really confused and went, UK? And everyone went, yeah. <laughs> Um, but can you remember any of doing Top of the Pops on that and CD UK? Yeah, yeah, I can what remember. Were, can you remember who was on on those, on those shows? I could never remember who was on at the time. I remember who I was performing for, an artist that? called Anaya Day. Right. Um, she had, like, a couple house tracks out. Cool. Um, so, yeah, I danced for her on, on there. So you were behind her on stage? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So was that because you danced, you, had you started dancing at a dance school at 11? Well, yes. how, how, do you, how do you get to Top of the Pops? Um, so basically, yeah, I went to a dance school when I was like 11. Um, when I got to about 13, my dance teacher was like, oh, you could have a career out of this. Oh my God. Yeah, she, and he was like, um, told me the steps that I've got to take to get there. Wow. And I was like, cool, because I never knew myself at that age. I was like, have a career from dancing, no yeah. idea. Because dancing was nothing what it's like now, then, so... Because I, I also saw that you said you do stuff like jazz and ballet and stuff, and I wondered, wondered whether... Because a lot of kids do ballet when they're younger. Yeah. And um, a lot of kids that I teach that do dancing as well, they've been doing it since I was sort of like five. Yeah. But start at 11. Yeah. And had that, dance teacher, has that, had that dance teacher sort of had a sort of a, a career as well? Or yeah, yeah, they... It was like a Billy Elliot moment when they <laughs> picked you out. <laughs> um, yeah, that that dance teacher had a career as well. Um, You're still in touch, or is it? Yeah, yeah we're really? still in touch now. Yeah, wow. so like that same dance teacher helps me now in even in the professional world. So, wow. yeah, that's incredible. And was Top of the Pops kind of your first sort of thing on telly, or had you done had you done shows before? Um, that was my first time on TV, that's Top good. of the Pops. Yeah. Okay. But then, how, how does how does how does a dancer? Once you've done that, how do you then get to dance with like Sade and Paloma Faith and, and yeah. Cheryl Cole and all that kind of stuff? Um, that was through my agents, right. so... Um, and were they tours or were they shows? Or? I don't, one was a promo tour, so Cheryl Cole was a promo tour. Wow. Um, so I travelled around a few places with her um, for her single, Fight First Love. I remember that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so it's just through agents, really. So if we YouTube Cheryl Cole, Fight For This Love Live, but early on, are you there? Brit Awards. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah Oh, fine. my God. You'll see me, yeah. So what venue was that? <sighs> no idea again. But do you get nervous yeah. doing that? No. I just get a mad yeah. adrenaline rush, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like when I done um, Wembley, because I've danced at Wembley. For Arena or Stadium? Arena. Arena. Inside, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. inside yeah. Arena. Um, Who was that for, sorry? That was for the X Factor Live Finals. I, I love how you're just so cool about this. You don't even know where it was. <laughs> I just woke up and I was at Wembley. <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. So what year would that be? I mean, my X Factor knowledge is, is minimal, but... Yeah, I can't remember what year. Yeah, yeah Little Mix, because I danced for Little ah. Mix. Yeah, so it was that year, cool. and that that was crazy. Like I just get mad adrenaline rush when. Like, are you are you just up all night after that? Can you just not get to sleep, or, or nah. do you just want to go and go out and? 
Yeah, more of that. I was yeah. going to go out and have fun. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. And then when did you start teaching then? Um, Recently? No, I've been teaching a very long time. So I started teaching properly when I was like 19. Um, and how and and how does so how old were you when you started dancing with like Cheryl Cole and and the X Factor finals? Like nineteen. Same time. Yeah, yeah, same time. So I, because I I always had a passion in teaching as well. So um, and because of my level where I was at, I was I was able to pass on knowledge at such a young young age. So. I, was, I guess they can relate to you because you're doing it. You're yeah, actually doing it. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. That's the old teacher that's yeah, you know, never done a show. Yeah, exactly. So, so do you get? Do you have to tell a lot of these stories to kids? Do they ask you, or do they not really sort of um, staring at their phones? Um, do they know what you've done? They, yeah, they know. They know a lot of what I've done. Yeah, yeah. but it's, a lot of them know already before they come. So, so that's why. Yeah. But I think they see me as like I have a weird relationship with my students, so <laughs> it's like in what way? like in the sense of I don't like when we're in class I'm very strict and like really? yeah. yeah. So you mean I hate you? <laughs> <laughs> probably. Yeah. yeah. Probably a lot of them probably think oh, I don't ask Chad anything. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but you wouldn't. But like yeah, but that discipline's important, isn't it? Yeah, discipline is very important. And was your dance teacher like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know literally nothing about dance. I've never been in a dance studio. Okay, yeah. I've never. No, I've I have no idea like what because it, it feels like it would it's more disciplined than playing football when you're a kid. Yeah, yeah, same kind of thing, really. Yeah. Same kind of things. A lot of discipline in dance. And do these kids that come to come here do they have to do they have to train? I guess when you're a kid, you're just thin, aren't you? So, um, do you have to? No, you still have to train even. When when the younger kids in our academy, we like we train them hard. So, is there a gym here in the studio, or not a gym? It's like running. Or yeah, it's more like own body weight, like kind of training. So, yeah. they don't they don't start lifting weights or anything. Um, until like they get to maybe like 17, 18, then we'll start introducing that. But we'll do a lot of like push-ups, plank, arm exercises, cardio. And is that your life as well? Are you in the gym like five times a week or? Not as much anymore right. <laughs> because I'm on my way out. Yeah. But um, yeah, you used to train every single, seven days a week. Yeah. Like, literally every day to the point where one time I remember um, I finished training and I, um, I was with my ex-girlfriend at the time, so about 15, 16, and I was kissing her and I just fainted what? in the street. It was the most amazing kiss. <laughs> <laughs> I just fainted because I was, I was literally so drained though from like, because of how much I was like dancing and training. Wow. Yeah. So... What's really weird about this conversation is that we're here because of a video that hasn't been made yet. Yeah. And I, I couldn't be there at the shoot because yeah. I was doing a festival in Wales. Yeah. Um, but Abby, who made the video, who we're also going to chat to on this podcast, um, I've made about five videos with her. I think this is actually the fifth. Um, and the idea for this song is because the lyrics were sort of, the broad theme was mental health. So yeah. we wanted to do something with mental health. But when we found you, when Abby sent, like, the, it was the BBC video and it was the video on YouTube of 
I think your own your own peace. Um, we just couldn't believe how perfect you were, and so we were yeah. like, right, we're going to make it all about Chad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your links to mental health—that's quite recent, isn't it? Yeah. So, right. can you tell us a little bit about how you came to make work about mental health and what your experience with that has been? Yeah. So when the first time I realised I wanted to do something about mental health was while I was in hospital, while, um, when I got section, um, I've been sectioned two times now, twice. And the first time when I was in there, um, I had I had this, I had like an awakening, which is what my piece is called, The Awakening. Um, and I had this, I, I started writing down loads of ideas of a show that I wanted to do. If you looked at the book now, even when I look at it now, it doesn't make any sense because my head was so all over the place because of what I was going through. But I was just writing things down. Um, and then at the end of last year, 2017, um, I got a, I got, contacted by a guy called John ZD, um, who's big in like hip-hop theatre. Right. He's from London and he has, holds a festival called Breaking Convention outside Liz Wells. Yeah. John Z got in touch with me to go and do his development programme called Back to the Lab, which basically works with um, artists that are coming through new artists. Um, so I was like, cool, yeah, I want to do it. And then that's how I came up with, with this idea, the awakening that I already had. Yeah. And I started making sense of what I wanted to do and, and the message I wanted to get across. Yeah. Um, and that from there, that's this whole year, 2018, that's what I've basically I been working on. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the thing that's weird and kind of blows my mind is that for me, I always just thought dancing was learning routines. Yeah. And it's amazing how you've managed to turn that into a language for yourself. That you feel that you can almost write, I mean, you do, you write. How, how do you go about turning your emotional and physical struggle into, into dance? Dance, yeah. So basically what it is, is it's, it's theater, it's hip hop theater that I do. Um, so all the music in the show is all originally cre created, so I work with a producer. I say that I, I feel this at this point, I feel down, I feel low, and I need the music to represent that. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll work with some sounds, and then I'll start putting movement to it and how that music's making me feel, yeah. how it's making me feel down, so it's emotive. Um, so you kind of workshop it through with him? Yeah, yeah, with yeah. Her, and you And you sort of, brainstorming and you're, you're moving and they're saying what they like and what they don't like or do you, are you doing it completely on your own and taking it to them and saying this is what I want to do? Yeah, a, a lot of it is me saying this is what yeah, this is what I want. Yeah, exactly. So, but at the same time, it's, it's with some producers, we'll just click. So we'll just be like, yeah. they'll be like, this is this will sound great for this, and yeah. I'll be like, yeah, that actually works. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, so how do you go about? What what did you do? <laughs> what did you do in the video? Like, did you have you made have you made a whole have you made a new sequence, a new routine for the video, or did you do a series of sort of improvisational 
things because it was filmed in a big house, wasn't it? Okay, yeah, yeah. In Essex. So for the video, a lot of it was was improvisation. Yeah. Um, I also listened to the song and tried to hear what the lyrics were saying as well. So a lot of my movement also represented what the words were saying in the the, music as well. The verses are quite abstract. Yeah. You know, trying to think that I'm alive, no time, buzzing blood, feel fine. It's like, what the hell are you talking about? Who is this idiot? I think I remember right. I remember writing the song. I think I wrote it on honeymoon. Yeah. Let's see. We were in Bali. I had a guitar with me. Yeah. And then, so what was the day of the shoot like? Did you shoot for hours and hours and hours, or did, or did you just do a couple of passes, or? Um. So we done this. We got there at, I think it was nine a.m. Oh no, I mean eight a.m. Yeah, it's about eight a.m. And then we went done the shoot through till like six p.m. Oh so yeah, we just. We we got like as many shots as we possibly could, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, and were they sort of fluid shots, or were they? Were they, how how long was each shot? So we had we had different scenes. So we had we would start say downstairs in like a lounge area, I'm so excited and then we would move. To, then I moved to like a kitchen. Right. Then I moved to like the hallways. And then we went up the stairs of the house and then I was in the corridor and that was where I'd like got all the strength basically in the video because the theme was from the start, obviously it was me like finding the strength to sort of, to get through sort of thing. So um, when when we got upstairs, that was the part where it's like I sort of broke through. and then we had a scene in the bedroom as well, so... Yeah. And I, had you done music videos before? Um, yeah, I've done music videos before, yeah. But I've never done one based just around me, though. Right. So... Oh, it's incredible. I can't, I can't wait to see it. But how... Was it quite weird dancing to guitar music if, when, as opposed to hip-hop, or did it make no difference? Um... I'm very, I'm very versatile, so, yeah. and I'm very, um, I like to try different things. So it's, yeah. it wasn't a f- it, that weird for me yeah. because I've danced to music like that before. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, no, it was, I enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed it. It was yeah. different. I like being a part of something that's different as well. So that's amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing it. I feel like you're totally overqualified. I feel like a total fraud. I'm in this palatial dance studio in, in Manchester and um, we're so honoured that, you, that you'd be involved. You know, I, I, I'm happy that I was a part of it. Yeah. Like I said, because it's so different and a word you use before abstract as well, it is. That yeah. it's so I feel different. like the chorus kind of comes into focus. Because Abby hadn't told me any of that. You know, the idea of this, the chorus being this, like, this space that, to sort of get stronger or regrow or okay, like yeah. fight through but that totally lyrically that's what happens the language suddenly becomes a lot more direct yeah, yeah. and it's 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 um you know it's me talking to someone else and saying i'm gonna get you through this yeah i'm gonna try and help you get through this yeah, yeah. um it's incredible and then and you said you said off before we started recording that you were working on on something new but do you not want to you don't want to jinx it or no, I can talk about yeah, it. Yeah, tell us what you've got planned and what people can look out for as well. Um, so, 
My, my, my next projects that I'm going to be working on is um, going to be a, like a hip hop musical. Amazing. Um, so it's going to have like rap and dance and the story will be told through rap. What's the story going to be? Um, it's basically about growing up in Manchester. Cool. Yeah, it's going to be about that. So, yeah, yeah it's going to be cool. And do you know, are you going to do it yourself? Are you doing it with... Um... Um, there's going to be a few other artists. I can't confirm the artist yeah. yet. But there's going to be a few other artists involved in, in it as well. So is your life just funding applications? and Literally, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't do them personally, though. No. Have you got an agent or a manager? Yeah, I've got someone that produces, helps me produce my shows, so they write or the... And then would you take it to theatres or would you take it to schools or would you, where would you take it? Theatre, a lot of the time it's theatre. But I, I mean, I, I'm going into schools with my other piece, The Awakening, yeah. hopefully. Um, and The Awakening was first performed outdoors, which was cool. Yeah. So it were actually in a theatre, so it's a bit of everything, really. Yeah. And would you ever go back to doing, like, pop stuff, or are you over that now? Uh, yeah, I think, I think I'm probably past that part of my career now, yeah. Is that seen as a thing that you do when you're first starting out, when you're younger, or...? Yeah, a lot of people do do it when they're younger, really. So a lot of my students that I've taught are now going into that world and performing with artists and stuff, so... That's amazing. Yeah. And do, do artists still seem to have the budget to take... I guess for, like, big pop stuff, they probably do. Yeah. Um, I mean, someone like Little Mix, they must travel with sort of 20, 30 dancers on an arena no, tour. No, they, they only travel with their tour. I think it's, like, the last tour, I think they had about eight dancers. Wow. So, yeah... So do you think, do you think as the industry has changed, do you think that whole product, that side of the production thing has scaled down? Yeah, I feel like it's less now. Yeah. I feel like it, there used to be more opportunities, yeah. especially in the UK. Well, quickly, I forgot to ask you at the beginning, what did you do in the, um, what did you do in the Royal Variety performance? <laughs> I just thought about it, I was like, what? Who is he, who, were you dancing with someone or were you doing your own piece? Or? Have you actually saw the... What, no, what was it? The Royal Variety Show? Yeah, what do you want that? We've taken that. Were you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was on your, I just saw it on your site. Oh, thought, okay, yeah, what yeah. What did you do? Oh, I, was I, take that. I thought you saw the video. No, no, no. Okay, yeah. What yeah. song was it? Oh, I really can't remember. It's just another big gig for you. you don't <laughs> Chad doesn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I probably can't remember the name of yeah. the track now, but yeah, I've done that. But it was funny because basically the reason why I thought he was asking was because um, we had to basically go on stage in just like an um, like a jockstrap type figure. So I'm definitely putting <laughs> this now because they used to be like that early on. They used to be a bit. They look a bit like strippers early on. I can't remember. They had a manager early on that used to actually market them like that. Okay, yeah, I know, I know. But in all like black How leather. they used to, yeah, yeah, the old image. So why were you in a jockstrap? Oh, I don't know. And was there a lot of grumbling backstage? A lot of what? Grumbling, like everyone going, I'm not doing this. No, everyone just done it because we all got paid, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> we were like, <laughs> the things we all do for money, innit? Yeah. Dancers, we'll just take it, we'll take yeah. the opportunity. That's so funny. Thank you so, so much for being involved with oh, this. Oh, no worries. So long, mate. No worries.
Thanks so much for listening, everybody. I can't believe that's over already. Uh, but massive thanks to Abby and to Chad. Um, thank you so much for listening as well. This is going to be really great, I think. I've got some great chats in the can. I've got more in the diary. We're going to be chatting songwriting and everything new album. And it's a nice kind of almost radio showy kind of way of getting some long form chats in that aren't ed- edited too much. Um, but yeah, what else do you need to do? Listen to the song, Early Morning Rain. Add it to your Spotify playlist. Watch the video. Go and see Chad. Um, buy a ticket for a gig and pre-order the new album. And subscribe to this podcast and be nice to everybody you meet. And that's all you need to do. All right, guys. Have a lovely week. I think these will be out every two weeks, but make sure you subscribe and you won't miss a thing. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a good week. Have a good week.